0: This week's episode of EIU Panthers podcast features a conversation with new Eastern Illinois head men's basketball coach, Marty Simmons. Welcome to episode 37. I'm your host, Rich Moser. This week, we talked to Panthers new men's basketball coach about his start in basketball, what excited him about the opportunity at Eastern Illinois, what he has learned along the way as a head coach, and oh yeah. A few stories about his standout prep career at lawrenceville high school where they won back-to-back illinois state championships with two undefeated teams like this episode of eiu panthers podcast and want to hear more we're available on apple podcasts spotify stitcher soundcloud and iHeartRadio podcast simply search eiu panthers podcast and hear archived episodes today consolidated communications is a proud sponsor of eiu panther athletics Visit consolidated.com to learn more about the future of broadband for your home or business provided by Consolidated Communications. This week in EIU Panthers athletics, it's a busy week as some teams like football, women's soccer, and men's soccer close out their spring seasons and the normal spring sports hit the midway point of their campaigns. EIU home events for baseball, softball, and track highlight a busy weekend of activity in Charleston. To stay up to date on all things EIU athletics related, be sure to visit us online at our athletic website, EIUpanthers.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at EIU underscore Panthers. Now to this week's episode of EIU Panthers podcast with new men's basketball coach Marty Simmons, the 15th coach in program history and only the fourth coach in the Panthers' 41 years as an NCAA Division I program. Welcome back to take two of EIU Panthers podcast. In case you missed it, we we are recording this and I hit record and I told coach and technology doesn't always work. So if you didn't hear our great first broadcast of the EIU Panthers podcast, I'm with the new EIU men's basketball coach, Marty Simmons. And coach, welcome for a a second or third time. You've heard a couple welcomes here and your time coming to Eastern. Happy to have you on board.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. It's great to be here. Uh, Thorough interview process with uh, Tom Michael President Glassman, the people on the search committee, but uh, overall, just uh, really excited about all the people I was able to meet. Uh, the one common theme is just how much they love Eastern Illinois and how much they want to help all the student-athletes have a great experience.
0: Now, we touched on this, and like I said, this is going to be a, a second go-round for us, so I do apologize if we, we hit some of the same topics again, but kind of a, a standout high school athlete at Lawrenceville High School about 90 minutes down the road, I, I referenced that in this area, people know that, that T-Town, kids successful there, a small town that kind of really rallies around basketball a little bit up north. Lincoln, the same thing. And I know you know Coach Alexander and his family pretty well. Was Lawrenceville kind of the same way where you got it got into basketball at a young age or were there other opportunities at other sports?
1: Played all the sports growing up as a kid, but no doubt more emphasis, more focus because of the input from our high school coach at a younger younger age, younger levels. He started junior pro basketball where we played with, uh, you know, the nine foot baskets, the smaller balls, and and had practices up at the gym every Saturday. And the high school kids were were coaching us. And then we had an all star team. Actually, uh, played in in Lexington, Kentucky. I want to say 1975 or 76. We played for the national championship against a team out of Newport, Kentucky. Got beat on a buzzer beater, but the legendary Adolph Rupp. Actually threw up the jump ball. They were building a rep arena, so it was it was a neat experience. But our high school coach was so involved with the younger younger levels. Ron Felling, who's legendary, four state championships, a third went to Indiana as an assistant, was on a staff that won a national championship. I'm sure all the listeners out there remember Coach Felling, and uh, but but was blessed to have a guy that that could teach the game and motivate you the way that Coach Felling could.
0: Now, you, you talk about the success that you guys had at Lawrenceville High School. That that success, and I know you've had a bunch of people that have kind of stopped you and said, hey, I remember when you played at Lawrenceville High School in either the Charleston Holiday Tournament or the Super Sectional. Those gave you an opportunity to see what Eastern was going to be like, maybe from the high school level, but as a player into what maybe the, the crowd support could be in the community.
1: Absolutely. I would put the Charleston Holiday Tournament, Christmas Tournament, up against any tournament in the country. They were so well-run. And the, the community of Charleston came out in Groves to support all the teams. And the competition at the tournament was off the charts. Actually, Teatoplas was there with Ken Crawford, close friend, one of the best coaches in Illinois high school history. Ed Buckovich from Mount Pulaski. These are all names that they're Hall of Famers. And, and great competition. Uh, we actually played Effingham my freshman year in the in the championship game with Uwe Blopp, who would later be a teammate at Indiana. And, Place was sold out to the rafters, terrific atmosphere. But that's what we were used to. I mean, they just rolled out the red carpet. They filled the place up, and we had such great memories. You know, coming up here and playing in the in the holiday tournament. Then you flip over. You know, we played in four super sectionals. Got beat the first two by Larry Graham, uh, terrific coach in person that I got to 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 be great friends with. Uh, we beat a uh, Rick Moss Vandelia team that uh, was just outstanding. And then and then we actually beat Larry my senior year. We beat Madison to set the record at 65. Place was filled to the rafters. Former Lawrenceville great, Dennis Scheider. The game was televised. I mean, it just, <laughs> I got I got a copy of the tape. If any of you listeners out there <laughs> want to come watch it with me sometime, just let me know. But just off the charts, you know. And, and that game allowed us to, to break Quincy's record at, at 65. They had had 64. Fortunately, we were able to go on and win three more and win a second state title. The record stands at sixty-eight.
0: Now, at that time, coach and I, people have gotten so used to the way the game is played now, where everybody kind of bombs from the outside and, and three-point scores. You scored well over two thousand points, but with no no three-point arc at the time. I don't know that that was would have been your game had there even been one. But how did they kind of how did that make you kind of feel? And you, you talked about the success you guys had as a team to where. You scored a lot of points, and I think you had some other good players that played around you.
1: You're exactly <laughs> right, Rich. Uh Doug Novsak, if they'd had three point line, he'd probably <laughs> scored five thousand. And Jay Scheidler, the bomb bomber, you know, if he'd had three point he he'd still be scoring. I mean, he just they they both were terrific shooters. You know, we had a lot of guys. Tim Leasty, Billy Anthony, Jeff Gear, David Parker, you know, just tons of guys that accepted their roles and they would tell you they guarded their man and my man, and they always <laughs> put the ball on a silver platter, you know, gave it to to Doug and I in positions where we could score the basketball. We would not have achieved hardly any of the success if it wasn't for the great coach we played for, but the the players, the teammates, they're awesome teammates. I have friendships with those guys today. They just texted the other day. They're getting a bus ready from the Moose Lodge down in Lawrenceville. <laughs> they're going to bring a bus up to a game, but. To me that's 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 what coaching and playing's all about, building those lifelong relationships that uh, you can reach back on and, and still, you know, enjoy telling talking about, you know, the old times.
0: Now we'll also talk about the, the times you came into Lance as a coach. We mentioned that as an assistant coach at Evansville, you guys played here against some Rick Samuels teams a number of times, but also as a head coach you came in here in the, the twenty fifteen CIT and you beat a, a good EIU team at that time what do you kind of remember from those seeing now the college atmosphere that Eastern could have compared to maybe what you saw for the high school and the potential to kind of grow that?
1: Yeah, our goal is hopefully to to get out in the community and really connect with the people of Charleston, you know, let them know the head coach, the coaching staff, let them know our players, get to know us. You know, we need their support and and we hope to, to fill it up and, and create a home court, you know, advantage that, that really gives our players a, you know, uh, a home court advantage really gives us an advantage. But also when you bring recruits in, I think kids want to play in a festive environment where there's a upbeat energy, high-level energy in the gym, which it was, you know. When, and when we came in here and played uh, in 2015, nice crowd, a lot of energy there. Uh, we got we got fortunate. You know, one of their better players got ejected early in the game. And then Anderson, their, 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 uh, I believe he was a four-man, mm-hmm. got, got in foul trouble. And honestly, we had a great team. You know, we had a team that was together for, for not only that year but the following year, that uh, won 49 games in two years, the most we'd run ever at the University of Evansville. So, but but Eastern was good. The atmosphere was fantastic, and you know, the Coach Samuels teams, the things that that I remember. Number one, I love Coach Samuels. He's a terrific coach. He could really coach motion offense. He recruited quality student athletes. They were hard to play against. Uh, They did a great job reading screens. The Damerkants, the Hills, you know, Thompson was a great screener that he had. Uh, But but his teams always executed at a very high level. They didn't beat themselves. They were very cerebral, high basketball IQs. Those are things that that I hope that that we're able to bring to, to our program. Uh, and then not only the CIT game, we actually played uh, in the Bracket Buster. When Mike mm-hmm. Miller was a coach here, we brought a team up here, I believe it was in February, and we we were able to win that game as well. So uh, Lance Gymnasium has a special place in my heart, and uh, it's going to be special when I get a chance to walk out there for that first game to to be the head coach here at Eastern.
0: Now you talked about, um, to take you back a little bit to the, to the high school days, you started – your college career playing at Indiana would finish at Evansville, which we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute as well. But you kind of recollected the story of when Bob Knight, who's a name everybody's going to know, where he was kind of sitting. You can remember him watching and recruiting you. And at the time, and this kind of comes to memory now, as Indiana learned to feed a team with Gonzaga making that run and losing here in the championship game and not matching that, Indiana would have been the place to go at the time. So I guess how excited were you as a young man of wanting – to go play at Indiana, especially with it not being that far from Lawrenceville.
1: Well, my high school coach had a lot of the same similarities as Coach Knight. They ended up being together at a, at a later time, and Felling was on a staff that that won a national championship. But both, you know, very disciplined, very good teachers of the game. And Indiana was probably the highest level where I really felt like I could actually play in that system. The system I thought. You know, felt uh, felt like it, it fit you know my game and and how I was coached and how I wanted to play and and uh, had two good years there. Uh, coach Knight's a good teacher. You know, taught you how to run motion and play the game and and uh, but after two years, uh, the guy that recruited me, Jim Cruz, became the head coach down at Evansville, and I was able to transfer down there and and uh, you know just really really had a great career down there and and. You know, a lot of the credit goes to, to Coach Cruz for that.
0: Now, you talk about at Evansville, and I think people at Eastern in, in the heyday of when you would have been maybe finishing up, the, you talked about some of those great Lawrenceville teams. Eastern was kind of in the heyday of its Division II era. Evansville, kind of the same thing. When you started playing, it would have still been in the early days of Evansville making that transition to Division One. What was that like maybe being in the early days of trying to build that, but also knowing that they have some of that tradition and expectations there are maybe a little bit different for some time, sometimes for them.
1: That was probably the neatest thing of all, to be to be honest, because one of the first things that Coach Cruz did, we got to know Coach McCutcheon, who's like the John Wooden. You know, he actually beat John Wooden. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the college division, you know, Coach Jerry Sloan, Don Boozy, Larry Yums. I mean, they, they were – incredible incredible tradition five college division national championships and one of the first thing after getting to meet all these guys which was pretty cool is Cruz talked a lot about that and how he wanted to draw that history and tradition into his program and he felt like the way we could do it is when mccutcheon was there they wore sleeve jerseys so he brought back the sleeves okay and not only to do that but he also wanted to to make a statement and an identity for our program that you know, we're going to recruit kids that want to be coached, that want to develop as players. that are going to go to class. They're going to do things first class. They're going to graduate, and they're going to be successful when they get out of there. And they're going to be ambassadors in the community. They're going to be role models. They're going to go to the YMCAs, the Coleman races. They're going to do things. They're going to connect with the community. And he felt like not only the history and tradition stood for those sleeves. But these things I just talked about, that he wanted to create something that was really special. And honestly, you know, it really was. I think initially, you know, the style of it, you know, we thought it was kind of <laughs> uncouth. But as we got into it and learned and those former players came back and how much it meant to them that, that we were somehow representing all the things that they had accomplished, which allowed Evansville to go from college division to division one, one of the strongest uh, former player group I've ever been a part of.
0: I was glad you kind of touched on that. I was going to ask about the sleeves because that becomes the identifier with Evansville, whether you know, they may not even know the name Evansville, they just remember the team with the sleeves. And so that was kind of a, for you guys, when I guess when you would have been a player there, it sounds like that was something that they brought back from an earlier era.
1: They did. They did. And we actually, when when I was back there as their head coach, uh, we, we had a hard time finding Vendors that made them, and uh, we were able to do it. And and honestly, what we did is instead of wearing them full time, we had special games that we would bring back the jerseys, and and uh, and sometimes we'd even bring back the orange jerseys. Coach McCutcheon loved to wear orange at home for for basketball games. So we tried to do things to draw, you know, the history and tradition, those guys, and all those fans back into our program, and uh, it was a lot of fun.
0: Now, you talked about Evansville. You served there as the head coach. But that was not your first head coaching st- stop. Your first head coaching stop was at Wartburg, Iowa, which is in, in Waverly. And if you would have heard our first one, I had that wrong. Coach had to correct me on there. But you went there for one year. Your wife went with you. Kind of a funny story there. You talk about you guys went there quickly, and then within an op- within a year had an opportunity to come back to Evansville.
1: Yeah, I was in the restricted earnings spot, which I think I was right around my fourth year, and you could be in that spot for five, so just getting a little antsy. And uh, Eldon Miller was the coach at Northern Iowa at that time, and and I'd played against him when he was at Ohio State, when I was at IU, and then uh, at Northern Iowa when I was at Evansville. And I called him, and he said, yeah, it's a... You know, Northeast Iowa's got beautiful golf courses, (laughs) da-da-da. And he knew the wrestling coach, a guy by the name of Jim Miller, which I'm going to have it wrong, but I bet he won double digits in national championships in wrestling. We played racquetball all the time. But we interviewed up there, got the job, awesome. Tried to keep all the kids, and uh, they did. We started out with one kid shooting at 6 in the morning. And by the end of the week, we had 16 kids coming in on their own to do it. Just those kids uh, were off the charts, still have good relationships with a lot of those guys. But it wasn't easy getting my wife to move because she's from Newburgh, Indiana, which is right next to to Evansville. And she cried really hard when we left. She got up there and really embraced herself into the community and uh, cried even harder when we decided to come back to Evansville.
0: Now from there, you go back to Evansville for a number of years as an assistant. You guys have some success there, which open up opens up the opportunity for your next head coaching oppor- opportunity, which is at SIUE, which at the time was Division II. And I would asked you this earlier. What did you feel like maybe you learned from – that was that you tried to do differently from your first head coaching job, even though it was only for a year, to, to the next head coaching job?
1: I think what we learned was by getting those guys in and, and really trying to re-recruit the current players – let them know how much we love and cared for them, even though we weren't the ones that actually recruited them. This that they knew we had a hands-on approach, and that we were going to be there for them, you know, 24/7, 365. Really, that's what we've done. You know, we did it at Edwardsville, Wartburg. We did it at Evansville, and that's our goal here at Eastern Illinois. Is we've worked our guys out a couple times, encouraging them to come by the office, you know, and and talk to us, get to know us, let us get to know them, but. Uh, you know, and, and really that's the way it's going to be from, from here on out. You know, with the transfer portal I heard today, over 1,200 kids yeah. in it, that <laughs> you, you, you're re-recruiting all your players each and every day and trying to invest in them where they can see and feel your, your passion, your effort, and, and to make them better uh, with the reality of hoping that they know if they stay with you for four or five years that they can grow into something really special.
0: Now, for you, with, with SIUE being a member now of the Ohio Valley Conference, and you had taken the opportunity to Evansville before they made that transition, what's it going to be like for you to go back there as the opposing head coach? I don't know that it, that ever happened at Evansville, This, I don't, or I don't know that maybe your first opportunity to go back there as the opposing head coach will be from Eastern Illinois.
1: Yeah, they will be. Mm-hmm. I've never, to my knowledge, and uh, it'll be different, uh, I guess so much time has, has passed, but uh, it, it was amazing, you know. We we had such support, like we do here at Eastern Illinois, from our administration, you know, Brad Dewitt and Sandy Montgomery and Von Vandergriff. You know, all the sports, you know, just like here, everybody supported one another. It seemed like all the sports were pretty successful except men's basketball. So they really wanted us to to get good, and and actually, you know, Vaughn told us if if you get this team really good, then we're going to go Division One, yeah. and. Uh, You know, we had players, Justin Ward, J.B. Jones, uh, Nick Arth, Ty Johnson. Mike Hardick from Teotapas was an outstanding player, but these guys really bought in to to what we were doing, and uh, it's it's amazing just how quickly it all came together. Uh, We were in the NCAA tournament in three years. We went to the Elite Eight and Four, and I think when Chancellor Vandegrift saw us go, then that's when he decided that, uh, you know, because uh, he, he, he really had a great vision and wanted to take the program to Division One.
0: Now, from there, you get the opportunity to go back and then coach at your alma mater, Evansville. What was the emotion like for that? A lot of people don't get to ever go back and work at the place they went to school. It is I guess, what was the emotion like for that? And did that add added pressure to it from the fact that you were an alumnus of that school?
1: Well, it was a really hard decision, to be honest, uh, because I really loved Edwardsville. And we were kind of building our own thing there. And at Evansville, they really liked me as a former player. And you put everything at risk when you go back as their coach. But it was a great thing. Um, You know, I love being a player there. I love the former players there. I love Coach Cruz. And, I mean, there's a lot of people in that community that I'll have a friendship with for the rest of my life. But the best thing of all was being able to coach my son Blake okay. for 5 years and you know I talked to Greg McDermott I talked to Steve Alford I talked to these guys you know that that you know had had the opportunity to coach their kids and uh, they just talked about you know what a terrific experience it was you know my son uh, worked his tail end off he was a 4.0 he started every game he played for us at Evansville He didn't lead us in scoring or rebounding, but he was solid in every area. One of those guys that tied everything together, really good passer, could make shots, get to the free throw line, good defensive player. But just being around your son for an extra five years, where usually they've gone away to college, is an experience that uh, I'll never forget.
0: Now, you talk about family. For those that don't know, you've got two daughters and and two sons, a son that's getting ready to graduate high school, so there's a, a wide range there. So Charleston High School, sorry, there won't be another Simmons to come in and, and help guide that team to there. Just missed a, from an age there, but how important? I, and I know just for, from from meeting you here for a short amount of time, but how important is family and then creating that basketball family?
1: Well, family, I, and, you know, and and the Lord are, are the most important and. Uh, I'm blessed. And if I start crying here, Rich, you can't tell anybody. But I've had the support of my family, even as a player. Angie and I were married when I was a, a player at Evansville. And we had our daughter, Brittany. And you know, it, you know, things weren't easy. She always let me put my basketball my career. And uh, she's the best basketball wife you'll ever find. She's so supportive of. of all of our kids and, and myself and, and our whole family. I mean the day that I got hired, I don't know if it's the bookstore or whatever, but they were all online buying up the <laughs> EIU Panther Panther gear shirts and hats and whatever it may be uh, which you know that for me that makes yep. it, it it even more special and uh, just really really proud of, of my kids and my wife and just blessed to have such a, a great family.
0: Now, I know with you being from Lawrenceville, which is in the, in the region here, and I know you you talked about this at the press conference. Your father passed away within before you had this opportunity to do this, but you've been down in Clemson for the last couple of years, three years, ACC country, different. I would say really everybody knows a different level of basketball than what you're going to be in, in the OVC. Stepping away from being a head coach and then seeing it from once again from an assistant coach's perspective, does that change? Has that changed anything? And maybe the way you're going to approach some things when you're the head coach here at Eastern.
1: Absolutely. Uh, You're not around a head coach like Brad Brownell, who's one of the smartest. I mean, he's got a high basketball IQ, runs a terrific program, graduate guys every year. Every year, first class. I mean, being around their players and their staff, I was blessed. I mean, they they welcomed me with open arms, the entire administration. You talk about first class, that's how I would describe everybody at, at Clemson, but, but not only from an internal. Seeing the way he run the program, offense, and defensive scheme, yeah, I learned a lot. You know, even though we have similar backgrounds, he does some things different. So now I'm going to be able to maybe make some changes to some things I want to do, but also the ability to, to analyze our competition. You know, Tony Bennett at Virginia, he runs a little different style of motion offense, and obviously year in and year out, leads the country in, in defensive scoring. Shishovsky uh, at Duke, Roy Williams who just retired at Carolina, Leonard Hamilton. I think they're one of the most difficult teams. They five-way switch a lot of the times defensively. They're really hard to play against. And then you got Jim Beheim with the, the famous two-three zone. Yeah. So just all of that together, and uh, you know, not having you know, uh, I'm running a lot harder now as your head coach than I was <laughs> as a special assistant down there. But but just just you know, kind of able you know, and to sit back and and learn and and give ideas, and uh, just really, really thankful for that opportunity.
0: Now, I know this the the coaching is not new to you, but being here now at Eastern is still kind of get your feet underneath you. Coming off of a COVID year where everybody has a year to return of eligibility, you mentioned this earlier that one of the first things you've done at at other places is really kind of having to re-recruit and reevaluate the guys that are there. So I'm assuming that's probably step one in your process here at Eastern.
1: It is. It is. And and you know as I said earlier, that bunch of terrific guys, really good guys. Been fun to get to know them. Uh, we've had a couple days here of of workouts. We haven't gone really really hard. You know, guys need to get in a little better conditioning. But uh, they've been very receptive. They've worked really hard. Uh, we look forward to continuing it. They're getting back in the weight room, and uh, you know we're putting staff together. Uh, so it's it is exciting. We're kind of analyzing, you know, who's going to stay, who's not. You know, our, our you know, ones, twos, threes, fours, and fives. Our our needs, what we have. You know, we're 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 just it's it's a process, and uh, you know we can't we can't afford to make any mistakes. And, and that's not just from an evaluating ta- talent standpoint, but getting guys that really fit. You know, Eastern Illinois and, and our system of play. Uh, you know, with the with the portal the way it is, and APR the way it is, I mean, you just you just can't miss.
0: Now, when you get all that settled down and the dust settles, you're always going to hear this is kind of what is your recruiting philosophy? And I know if, and I hear every coach say this, and I know you would, but I also also realize where we're at from a from a talent perspective. That you're you're in a small Midwest town. Recruiting regionally and then locally, religiously, and then nationally, is that kind of your philosophy? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh, I think home base has to be, you know, the state, state of Indiana. You know, obviously, we got to get into Chicago and the suburbs of Chicago, uh, St. Louis, a couple of hours away, Indianapolis, but really areas that we've already, you know, I've already established relationships with high school coaches and AAU coaches, junior college coaches. I feel real fortunate there not that they're going to send players to to eastern but they understand the kind of program that we we put together They understand their guys that they've sent here have graduated they've gotten better individually through player development and as teams and i think their overall student athlete experience was a really good one i think that helps us it opens up a lot of doors and i love the locale of where we're at here Uh, i love the league that we're playing in the ohio valley conference uh you know there's just tremendous opportunity and and it's you know it's up to us to take those opportunities and get out there and build this program and and get it on the on the level where we're competing for
0: championships now we'll put the basketball aside because everybody's going to know basketball they're going to they know you're a basketball junkie when you're not doing basketball and i gotta imagine that there's some moment in your summer or your year that you're not doing basketball what are, what does Marty Simmons do away from basketball, kind of for fun? What are what are some of the interests and hobbies?
1: Well, I actually enjoy being a husband and being around <laughs> my wife and my family. I mean, we uh, we cooked out, we had a pool, we'd always swim. I mean, we really do. things. I really enjoy that. Uh, you know, I've got two grandkids. You know, I enjoy being around them. I like to play golf. I'm not near as good as I once was, but uh, hopefully, I can get Mike Murray to take me out and play a little <laughs> golf. But uh I, I enjoy that you know i spent a lot of time with my father fishing uh you know when i was coming up from lawrenceville the other day i went by sampar state park mm-hmm. and my grandfather used to take me up there as a okay. young kid and we went out and fished for bluegill and red ear so i enjoy that but uh um i'd say you know i'm i like being around my family and, and doing things with them probably as much as anything
0: now, my final question for you, I'm going to ask you to prono- pronosticate here, and I don't know that you can do that. That first game of the year, and that's going to be sometime in November, what are the emotions going to be like when you walk out as Eastern Illinois head coach for that first time at home?
1: I'll be fired up. I'm going to be fired up and excited. Uh, I know how bad this, this community and, and, and the surrounding communities want to have a successful program. And, and hopefully, you know, we're going to work extremely hard. They're going to see a team out there that's going to play hard and compete. For the full 40 minutes, we're going to be unselfish and share the ball. We're we're going to have a team that uh, is going to be hard to score against. Uh, It's going to compete. I think it'll be one that they can really relate to, identify with. Uh, But I'll be nervous. I'll have the the butterflies and the jitters because of how much I care and how successful I hope that, that this basketball program can become.
0: I'm going to throw one more at you, and if you don't want to answer this one, that's fine. But I, I've not seen film of you, Marty. I've seen pictures of when you played. I have an idea of kind of the type of player that you were. Somebody showed me some film of Tom Michael when he played in high school as well, and somebody said, game's very similar. One-on-one, who would have maybe had a little bit of an advantage there? Tom's a little bit taller than you, but I think you probably were a little bit bulkier and stronger in the post.
1: Probably a tie. Been, been a good <laughs> game tie.
0: That's, that's the good politically correct answer there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've seen Tom play. Tom was a heck of a player, played for a great high school coach. He and I had, have had you know, numerous conversations. Uh, I feel very fortunate to, to be able to work with Tom, as I said, Dr. Glassman, but Tom's background in basketball and, and just his love for the game and, and really the love for the student athletes and the coaches here. So that, that makes it uh, even more special.
0: All right, well, we appreciate this. This has been the EIU Panthers podcast. We're joined by the new EIU men's basketball coach, Marty Simmons. Basketball will be back in Lance Arena. There will be some excitement you can hear in Coach Simmons' voice, and maybe some of the players that you got to know this year will be back next year.
1: Thanks so much, Rich.